everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of The Daily Life Coach. I am your host, Victor Young. Let's get down to it. Today's episode is entitled, Is the Juice Worth the Squeeze? That's right. Is the Juice Worth the Squeeze? We're going to talk about a comparison between the old school juice, we'll call it OJ, that old juice, compared to the new school, efficient, high-tech, millennial juice. We'll call it that MJ. Which is better, the MJ or the OJ? We're going to find out today in this week's episode of The Daily Life Coach. Before we get started, this week's episode is brought to you by Digital Caviar, America's premier production services company. You can find Digital Caviar on Facebook, Instagram, or at digitalcaviar.net. Okay, let's get down to it. We're going to find out which juice is better and is the juice even worth the squeeze, people. If this is your first episode, I'm going to explain to you how this goes. You see, I, I like to give a definition of this topic, the subject matter, before we get started. So, for all intents and purposes, the juice today that we're about to speak of is uh, is the effort, the energy. You see that that phrase? It's 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 old school. The juice and the squeeze. You see, you, you, the labor is the squeeze. You got to you know you got to get your shirt, your little sleeve, a little dirty, and you know you got to get a little napkin laid out because the juice could run down on something and. You know, it's risky, young people. I mean, it's risky. You squeeze that, that juice out of an orange or whatever it could be. The squeeze and the juice can be different for a lot of different industries. For an athlete, the juice might be time in the gym, away from family and friends, away from social activities, away from hobbies and interest, your favorite video game, whatever it is. While I'm here practicing and everyone else is at home or having fun or Dining, drinking, shooting pool, whatever. I'm here shooting my thousand free throw shots because I want the juice. For someone in the business world and sales or a, a genius of some sort, the juice might be I'm immersing myself in my brand, in my competitor's brand, in all things product-based in my industry. I will be the guy that we all speak of, the guy who knows the guy. I will become your person because I'm willing to go for the juice. In relationships, the, the juice and the squeeze, the relationship there might be, is it worth the house, the kids, the car, the time spent? That's, that's the juice and the squeeze. If I invest into this individual with the intentions and hopes of this relationship, this partnership, this marriage, Will I see anything remotely resembling the juice if I go down this path? If I put the squeeze in and I change my lifestyle, sell my boat, motorcycle, stop pursuing my dreams, visions, what's the ROI? Is there any return on investment here? Will I see anything back? And, and I get it. I hear all of my attorneys on the other side saying, Victor, life is not about quid pro quo, tit for tat this for that. Life is not about, if I do this, I expect that. And you're right. And in a free world, in a 
open, free, loving relationship, we should never look for anything back in return. We just do things from our heart, from the very inner cavity. What do they call those? Chambers. The inner chambers of our heart. Because we're in love, right? You don't expect anything back when you're in love. You just give freely, unconditionally. Well, business is not about love. Is the juice worth the squeeze? Let's find out. So I, I recently had this experience with a millennial, where this millennial young man is working with a baby boomer. Boomer. We'll call for, uh, what we name our boomer? We have to name our boomer. We will name our boomer Jasper. So Jasper and Tanner. Tanner's our millennial. Jasper and Tanner are working side by side in tandem. And Jasper pulls out his handy-dandy notebook, and he begins to write things down and take notes. And he's taking notes throughout this experience. And I'm watching... Tanner with a cell phone and he's scanning and he's taking pictures of things. And Jasper says to Tanner, Tanner, you and that cell phone, why don't you write things down? And Tanner's response was, Jasper, that's just dumb. Why would I write? I can't even read my writing. I haven't written enough. They didn't teach me how to write. They taught me how to type. And Jasper says to Tanner, if you write things down, you know you'll have twice the opportunity of remembering it. Because not only did you think it, you wrote it down, and you get a chance to look at it. And Tanner says to Jasper, while you're making all these notes, I've already scanned everything. The numbers are scanned. They're written down. And I'm already ready to proceed to the next step. Who's right? Who's wrong? And I can see these two gentlemen going back and forth on who's right, who's wrong. Should I immerse myself in knowledge and wisdom and know-how like our dear old friend Jasper? Or should I just skim things over? Only remember the things I need to remember at the time I need to remember it and refer to forms of random access memory technology when I need it and dump it when I no longer need it. In this day and age, which is right and which is wrong? Think about it. I think we have to really look at both sides. In some situations, there's no replacement for good old-fashioned put-the-work-in, good old-fashioned repetition immersion, anything that I think is physical, where there's muscle memory involved or an in-field application where you may not have access to technology or you may not have access to another teammate, another individual. You've got to have that muscle memory. You've got to have the reps in. You've got to go old school. You've got to get the squeeze in and get that juice. And then there's times from an efficiency standpoint, it may not make sense. I know I just said that. I can't believe I just said that. They were both right. I listened to Tanner, and Tanner said, I don't need to remember all this. After this moment, I may never relive this moment or have this discussion ever again. You probably will never have that moment again because you won't know what to do with that moment if it hits you in the head. You'll never be able to recreate it, and I can. Who's right? Who's wrong? You know, oftentimes in life, we don't want to put in that effort, that, that squeeze to get the juice. We don't want to put the effort in. We don't want to know. We don't want to study. We don't want to read. We don't want to work out. We don't want to run faster, jump higher, co-design, whatever it is that we do. We have this thing where we just say, look, if I need to know it, I'll learn it in that moment. Or if you give me the opportunity, then I'll do it. Man, at the same time, I get it. We are now in an era where machines are rising up every single day. AI, quantum processing, spatial computing, it's all coming online. Can we remember and know enough to be competitive anymore with this computer system? Supercomputers. 
or do we throw the towel in and stop putting the work in? Is is hard work now just for athletes and individuals who who work in a physical environment? What's our future look like in this area? Do we try to compete with a artificial intelligence who can answer phone calls and provide information? Is it worth us putting a smile on our face and being that smiling voice that a client hears when they when we pick up their call? Is it worth it? Is it worth immersing ourselves in product knowledge instead of accessing a website? Consider this. Consider the fact that if I'm accessing a website and I'm considered a professional and I'm accessing the same information that my client has accessed and they're looking for me to be able to create a differentiation between my competitors or not. And the only thing I have is the same thing they've seen, read, or heard prior to arriving at my business. How do I create that separation? I'm all about efficiency, trust me. I'm all about making life a lot easier and faster and better. But I think there's a combination of mixing the juice and the squeeze and finding that right balance of effort and need to remember and immerse ourselves in our products and our brands and our services and our industries. And here's why. If there is no separation or division between me and some form of artificial intelligence, a machine, a robot, a software program, an application, whatever it may be, then why me? How will I continue to exist in this future? I've been reading Andrew Yang's book, The War on Normal People. And first of all, I thank Andrew Yang. I think you've been listening to my podcast because uh, you share a lot of views. We share a lot of the same views on futurism and innovation and the rise of the machine. If you've been listening to the Daily Life Coach, Andrew Yang, thank you for listening. Just like our friends in Australia. Australia, Sydney, thanks for listening. So again, the question is this. What's the right balance of juice and squeeze? What's the right balance of investing time, knowledge, know-how compared to solely relying upon information on demand from the internet? Is there a time in our business that we can just dazzle the heck out of a client by knowing more than they could find online, by having that inside lane into that technology, by having that little bit of extra juice, the juice, just that sweet, non-pulpy, silky juice that's required to push them over the edge and say, yes, I'll buy it. Yes, I'll take it. Yes, I want it. How can I tell if the juice is worth me putting in that extra squeeze, that extra time, that extra labor, that extra studying, the extra training? When do I know I'll get a payoff? Sometimes you, you'll know and sometimes you won't know. But I do suggest this. It's time for everyone to become aware of their surroundings. It's time for everyone to know who the real competition is. The competition is not going to be the neighbor next to you in your cubicle. And for you local athletes, your competitor may not be someone who's in your local area that you compete against. Maybe not even someone in your region. Athletics and esports and physical sports, actual sports are becoming global. And the soccer world is great. We see our Florida style, our North and South American style of play, and then all of a sudden we, we play against a team who has that German attacking skill, that long ball. We struggle. 
And it's because we haven't prepared ourselves for the different style of play. And I think that's the same thing that we see when we only put in enough squeeze to dribble enough juice out to put in a shot glass. We should be making gallons of juice right now in the event we need it down the road. You never know when you're going to need more juice until that time comes. Until you're outwomaned, outmanned, outgunned. That is not the time to find out you should have put in the extra squeeze to put in the extra effort. So for those of you who are out there and you're relying solely upon your technology to get by, ask yourself this question. What happens to me if that information that I rely upon that's online is automated and completely accessible by an AI delivered by an artificial intelligence? And I have no immersive knowledge, know-how to be competitive, to be knowledgeable, to be expressive, to be animated. I can't, I'm just, I'm just reading a book like a bedtime story. Once upon a time, there was a boy named Tanner. He didn't know nothing about nothing. It was all on his smartphone. And then came a robot named Killer, and Killer smashed Tanner. And then what happened? But then his uncle Jasper came and was expecting this mean robot named Killer. And he had a detection ray, and he short-circuited the robot and saved little Tanner from his imminent demise. I know that's a very cute bedtime story. I know you're going to tell that to your youngins tonight, your children. But before you tell them the story, make sure you can tell the story with a happy ending. Professional one, that is. Let's not get carried away, people. This is a family broadcast. The story is going to need to involve a little insight, a little vision, a little research to find out how can I maximize my efficiency using my technology, but at the same time, I can create separation between myself, my competitors, and technology by using my creativity, my personality, physical attributes, and some good old-fashioned common sense that maybe that AI is not able to conjure up as of yet. We must find the balance between the juice and the squeeze. We've got to start putting a little bit more effort into immersive knowledge and not solely rely upon an innovation in technology. Am I saying we should not understand them and know them? Absolutely not. The only way we can think ahead of them is to master the technology. Our utilization must be 100% of that technology at all times. We must know and understand the front end, the back end, the interface, its design code, design language. We've got to start looking deeper. The machine is rising. And if we don't put in the squeeze, the juice we get back will be robot juice. I don't even know what robot juice is, actually. But Google that, Tanner. What's robot juice? Going back to Andrew Yang's book, again, The War on Normal People. He speaks about the great displacement. I call it the technology recession. I like my name better, but Andrew, you ran for president. I'll give you this one. He refers to it as the great displacement. And he talks about truck drivers and factory workers and call center agents and hospitality industry. And Andrew, call me. We need to have a conversation. We have a lot in common. But something else that he brings up that was very interesting to me was how the great displacement is affecting the mental and emotional aspect of our community. 
it's creating challenges and causing individuals to have episodes and depression and thoughts of suicide because they're being displaced from the mainstream world, from individuals they deem as valued and valuable. And they're feeling discounted and unwanted, unneeded, based upon this displacement from their industries and their ability to create income and safety for themselves and their families. I'll tell you what that means in common language. They broke as hell and is messing with their mind. You see, when there's individuals who are charged with taking care of providing for their families and loved ones, and they begin to lose this battle, lose this ability to do so, it affects their psyche. When you've been that provider, that hunter, that you've put in the work for so many years, you've put in the work, you've put in the time, and then all of a sudden that one day, innovation technology catches up with you. You didn't put in enough squeeze. You didn't make enough juice for the winner. It's time for us to put it in, people. I'm talking about the juice and the squeeze. Thank you. It's time for us to really get serious about integrating, understanding, and commanding dominance over our technology. If we continue to fall behind and we don't know how much squeeze we've got to put in to obtain that juice, and the juice is survival, the juice is existence, it's the ability to maintain our physical, financial existence, then you may not have juice. And that juice, unfortunately, is our life liquid. Create separation, A. B, maintain dominion, dominance over your technology. C, do so by 100% utilization of that technology with a top-to-bottom understanding of how it works, why it works, and how you can make it better. And D, never stop learning. Is the juice worth the squeeze? Indeed it is. The answer is yes. And for all you athletes out there, I know we went technology on you for a minute. If you were unwilling and unable to invest in yourself outside of your normal practices, if your nutrition is not important to you, if your physical fitness is not important to you, that's the squeeze. Don't expect the juice. The juice is I'm starting the entire season. I am receiving offers for a college scholarship. I am receiving offers for a pro contract. I am receiving endorsement offers, speaking engagements, whatever it may be. If you're not putting in the work required to separate yourself from the rest of the team, that bottom 90%, keep in mind there's only so many starting roster spots. The juice is worth the squeeze. If you like more on the athletic side of this, Listen to one of my previous podcasts entitled The Making of a Champion with Dr. Nick Dewan, sports psychiatrist. It's a great one to listen to. Thanks for joining me today, people. Hope you've enjoyed this episode of The Daily Life Coach. Is the juice worth the squeeze? And don't forget, send me your questions, comments, and ideas for future episodes you'd like to hear more about. And most importantly, live fearless, my friends. <laughs>